0: By his spirit to understand what we are reading. Psalm 35, Psalm of David. It's on page 464 in the book of praise, or sorry, in the Bible, in the pew in front of you. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and rise for my help. Draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and disappointed who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For without cause they hid their net for me. Without cause they dug a pit for my life. Let destruction come upon him when he does not know it. And let the net that he hid ensnare him, let him fall into it, to his destruction. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exalting in his salvation. All my bones shall say, O Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor, from him who is too strong for him, the poor and needy from him who robs him. Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me of things that I do not know. They repay me evil for good. My soul is bereft. But I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with head bowed on my chest. I went about as though I grieved for my friend or my brother, as one who laments his mother. I bowed down in mourning. But at my stumbling, they rejoiced and gathered. They gathered together against me. Wretches, whom I did not know, tore at me without seizing. Like profane mockers at a feast, they gnash at me with their teeth. How long, O oh Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their destruction, my precious life from the lions. I will thank you in the great congregation. In the mighty throng, I will praise you. Let not those rejoice over me who are wrongfully my foes, and let not those wink the eye who hate me without cause. For they do not speak peace, but against those who are quiet in the land they devise words of deceit. They open wide their mouths against me, they say, Aha, aha, our eyes have seen it. You have seen, O Lord. Be not silent, O Lord, be not far from me. Awake and rouse yourself for my vindication, for my cause, my God and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Aha, our heart's desire. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be put to shame and disappointed altogether who rejoice at my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who magnify themselves against me. Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servant. Then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with the psalm in front of us, looking at the words, we see that it's a prayer that bad things might happen to God's enemies. Now, having been commanded to love our enemies, it can sometimes be hard to sing these words. And it's helpful then to understand that these are the words that God gave to His church to use so that we may understand the curses of the covenant. That we may understand also why we, don't want to be among those who rebel against him. The psalm urges us to abhor evil. And the psalm speaks of me speaking there of, we could see first of all how that points us to our Lord Jesus Christ who suffered this injustice but also with him the entire church. Our prayer is that God will have mercy on his church. And who, we who love the Lord can also bring the psalm even closer to our, our own lives rather than just talk about the wicked people who are out there. We could do that by using the psalm as an oath of allegiance to the Lord. The sense would be, if I deny the Lord, may all these bad things mentioned in the psalm happen to me. You could think of when David would say that, may the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if I Would deny him. And so, this Psalm 35 is also a psalm that Christians can use as an oath, prayer of personal commitment to the Lord. Also, in praying that the wicked be punished by God, the church is asking the Lord to, to stand up, to show himself in all his justice and his holiness. Not only does God's justice visible today give those who are turning away from Him a chance to to see their sins and to repent before it's too late, but when God fulfills the curses of the psalm, when He does break the teeth of the wicked, they will no longer be able to harm the church. This was true in David's day when the Lord was preparing the world for the coming of His Son. This is also true. Today, under Christ's kingship. Now, if you personally don't feel very attacked in your life, don't forget that you are united to Christians this very day who are facing the most bitter persecution. We sing for others as much as for ourselves. We sing that God may stand up and show himself in the midst of, of all the attacks. We all need God to stand with his church. We all need God to grant vindication when we are falsely accused so that we all may rejoice together in the experience of his goodness. And our prayer, this prayer of Psalm 35, is based on God's promises to be a righteous God who stands with his church in all our tribulations. And I preach to you this underlying promise of this psalm, God has promised to vindicate His church according to His righteousness. And since God has promised that, we pray that God will prevent the victory of the evil one and that God will delight in the welfare of His servants. If you look at Psalm 35 before you, it see, you can see that it's full of descriptions concerning how the evil one attacks God and how He tries to undermine and destroy his church. Little has changed since the devil was attacking King David. As Christians who share in Christ's anointing, our lives are the target of the evil one. Revelation 12 st- tells us this, and Psalm 35 now shows us what we can expect. And when we pray to God using the words he has given to us in Psalm 35, we don't sugarcoat the problem. We don't sugarcoat the seriousness of the spiritual battle that we are in. Saying these words, we are recognizing and acknowledging that the evil one and his servants are, as we read in verse 4, seeking after my life, seeking the life of God's people, devising evil against his church. As they did with our Lord, they also use malicious witnesses, verse 11 who rise up against me asking me of things that I do not know. Now the problem is not when we are guilty of the crimes that they are pointing to in our lives, but when they are hiding their net for me, when they are digging a pit for my life without cause. It's mentioned twice in verse 7. Singing Psalm 35 we are reminded that we really are in a spiritual battle. That there are people who are targeting those who are quiet in the land. You look at verses 20 and 21. Using words of deceit, opening wide their mouths and saying, Aha, aha, our eyes have seen it, but not telling the truth. Christians will experience also that there are people who Repay me evil for good. Even though, if you look at verses, or if you look at verses twelve to fourteen, you could see that even though we are led by the Holy Spirit to to feel compassion for them when they when they suffer, the Psalm says when they are sick, wearing sackcloth, fasting, praying sincerely, grieving for them like a person might grieve for a friend or a brother or a mother, we find they don't treat believers. In the same way with the same compassion. Rather, verses 15 to 16, we see this, this tendency to rejoice uh, and gather around when I stumble, to tear at me without ceasing, like profane mockers at a feast. Maybe the word is like hooligans. They gnash their teeth at me. As we reflect on those words, we see what a clear prophecy this is of. Our Lord Jesus Christ, what he endured. What a clear description of what we can expect also when we follow Jesus Christ in this life. Again, think of that church all over the world, all the suffering that is being faced. But also what a clear description of the hurt that we ourselves cause to others when we forget our calling to love and we find ourselves stumbling and doing the same thing, using our words and sometimes even our prayers to seek the downfall of others, relying on deceit, even rejoicing when others stumble. You think of your own life, if you've done that. You see how that is an evil to be abhorred. May God help us to see these sins and also what these sins deserve so that this Psalm 35 also drives us to our knees in repentance. When the Holy Spirit is dwelling in our hearts and we sing this psalm, we express that we don't want to get away with such sins. We don't want the evil one to succeed in his hatred. Along with the description of the attack in the psalm, then, the church is also praying that the evil one and, and that, that evil doesn't gain the victory. We pray, look at verse uh, 5 and 6, verses 5 and 6. Let them be like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Again, this, this prayer is based on the, on the promise that you can see in Psalm 34, verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. He delivers them. We pray, verse 19, may may the net they hid ensnare them. May they fall into the the pit they they dug for those, for, for me, for the church. Let not those, verse 19, that was verse 8, verse 19, let those rejoice over me who are wrongfully my foes. Let not those wink the eye who hate me without cause. Verse 25, let them not get their heart's desires so that they can conclude we have the victory, we have swallowed up. We pray let them rather be put to shame. Let them be disappointed altogether. Let them see the futility of those who rejoice at the calamity of God's chosen people. Psalm 35 is a prayer that all the attacks, all the conspiracies, all the plans of the wicked who attack the church, who rejoice in their calamity, that those plans will fail utterly and totally. And whether it is me who is fighting against God and His grace or His church or His people, or whether it is my friend or, or even my brother in Christ, whether it is someone who, who actually just hates the Lord and has this raised up against the Lord. The psalm is saying, whoever it may be, O Lord, don't grant rebels any success at all. Bring what they desired back upon their own heads, even as you promised when you established the covenant with your church. O Lord, we pray, show that you are God Almighty, our God, by delighting in the welfare of your servants. Psalm 35 is a prayer that the Lord God Almighty whom we worship and serve will stand up and will show the world that He is on our side, that we belong to Him in Jesus Christ. And so in the first three verses of the psalm, we ask the Lord to contend with those who contend with me, to fight against those who fight against me. It's just as He promised to do in Genesis 12 when he spoke to Abraham saying the promise of bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Confident that the Lord is seeing exactly what is, what is happening. Verse 22, you have seen, O Lord. We confess that we simply cannot win if he leaves us, if he just looks on like we see in verse 17 as if he is too far away to act. So the church is praying for God to give strength. We know we have as much chance uh, as a man thrown into a pit of hungry lions that the psalm refers to verses 17 and 23. And so the church pleads with the Lord to awake, to take action, to rescue us from their destruction. Now this prayer is not merely because we love our own lives so much. But it is because we love God. It is because we love the honor of His name. We love Him so much. We, we love the glory of His name so much that we want the world to know that God is true to His promises and powerful to save according to His righteousness. Now, Verse 9 makes the goal of our prayer very clear. If the way of the wicked is clearly shown to be futile, and if the Lord rescues his church from the, the evil one and, and also by causing us to repent, then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exalting in his salvation. Then God will receive praise and honor due his name from the lips of those whom he has delivered from death. Do you see how The gospel of God's deliverance and his salvation leads to praise and thanksgiving. You see how the gospel we also celebrate together in Lord's Supper lifts up our hearts to to exalt and praise in the Lord's mercy. Then verse 14 expresses that, that joy. Then all my bones shall say, O Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him." the poor and needy from him who robs him. Verse 18, I will thank you in the great congregation, in the mighty throng, I will praise you. When God delights in the welfare of his servants, when he stands up to fight for those whom he has chosen and separated from the world, when we see our salvation, that he is our our life and our truth, and we see that also our trust in him is vindicated. To be vindicated, you see that mentioned in that it was part of our prayer in verse 24. To be vindicated according to the Lord's righteousness means that it becomes clear that the accusations against us were not true. And such vindication only is possible when we believe in Jesus Christ, when we see the forgiveness, for he truly frees us from all our sins. And that is the truth about the church. Now this cannot be seen as as long as injustice is ruling and dominating. But when the righteous or the holy and and, and the just God shows himself by pursuing his enemies, by rescuing those who turn to him for the forgiveness of sins, who, who seek his favor, then there will be nothing left but to praise and glorify his name. You see the urgency of this psalm. Thirty-five for the glory of God's name. And brothers and sisters, as we pray and as we sing Psalm 35, know very well that you can count on the truth of that foundational starting point of Psalm 35. God will vindicate His church according to His righteousness through the work of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Do not be surprised or afraid of the bitter trials that the church all over the world is facing. If you delight in the righteousness and the justice of God, you can also shout for joy and be glad and say forevermore the words of verse 27, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servants. Such a beautiful confession. Repeated often in our lives, it it draws us out of the pits of despair and bitterness and perhaps even anger against God and into a life of confessing His name, the glory of His name. And my tongue shall tell of Your righteousness and of Your praise all day long. Amen. We'll now sing together this same psalm, the last three stanzas, which serve as the conclusion of the psalm. Uh, as well psalm 35 stanzas 9 10 and 11 and we'll sing those stanzas standing if you're able to stand